G'day punters and welcome to Winning Perth's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, May 28. I'm John Barker and joining me once again is Dan Nuttall. Joel is on the last week of his four-week well-earned break. He'll be back next week, but this week, Dan, uh, it's good we've got a native Queenslander to take us through uh, one of the biggest meetings in Brisbane for uh, quite some time. Yeah, really looking forward to it, Barks. Uh, group rate or stakes races. Of course, a few transferred um, from last week's washout, including the, the Doombin Cup and a couple of races on the undercard. So it just makes for a, an exciting day's racing. The fields are, are top-notch. They're very big as well. And so, look, I think there's plenty of value on the card. But... Um, with the weather pretty dry from, I've had a lot of rain in Brisbane, obviously, the last couple of weeks, but weather pretty dry from now till race day. Eagle Farm drains so well, so I'd see no reason to believe we won't be on a good four, um, soft five at the very worst. So it just makes for a great day of racing and, um, yeah, it'd be great to nab a couple of winners. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, as you mentioned, uh Good four is would is very much in prospect. It's a soft six on Thursday, and as you mentioned, good drying track and drying weather could well be in the good four range, and uh, that could transform things completely. Well, well, as you mentioned, it is black type from start to finish, so we'll take you right through the car. The first race is one of those uh, transferred races. I don't know if uh, I guess we were working with a uh, we were working on. Uh, Heavy nine or ten last week. Uh, you're working on a good four this week, so your prognostications may well have changed. The first race I'm speaking of is the ANZ Bloodstock News, The Roses, 2100 metres. Set weights for three-year-old fillies of Group Two. Um, I thought that uh, maybe you might be put off by the fact that uh, they're, they're going to have to back up in uh, the Oaks seven days later. But no, we've got a full field of 14 plus three emergencies. How did you see the rescheduled Roses? Yeah, very similar numbers to uh, what I would have had last weekend. A pretty, basically the same field with a um, a couple out and a couple other com- others coming in. But numbers much the same. I've got Smirk on top. Big fan of this filly. Um, she, on a wet track, on a heavy track last week, it would have been. I would have been keen on her here, but she has run well on a good track. Broke her maiden over 1,400 metres on a good track. So I think she handles all conditions quite well. I think the important thing for her is the rise and trip. She's a uh, filly that gives the impression this 2,100 metres will suit. The breeding certainly suggests that as well, and I think she's really on the, on the right path. Good draw here. She's on top for me. Barb Raider in next. I think one will much preferred a dry surface which she finds here than a than a heavy one or a really wet one um she's running some really good races been competitive against some of the better uh, three-year-old fillies sort of at this trip throughout her career and very went close in a group one adelaide last start so she's got the right form well suited at the um set weights conditions of the race three gin martini a good draw, roll forward and give him something to chase. And in for fourth, I've got the Godolphin Philly stalking. 9-1-3-5. Race two at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Living Turf Premier's Cup. 2,400-metre group three quality. I really like one near down the bottom in the 15. Uh, soprano Supreme. Uh, uh, a Kiwi mare from the 
owned by Tiaku Stud, and she had her first Australian start in the Gold Coast Cup three weeks ago. Now, that was on a heavy eight. Um, she's taken tackling 2,400 metres for the first time, and she looked sort of looked the winner 200 metres out, just sort of peaked on her own left uh, late. Uh, the winner, Stardome, found the better ground at the middle of the track, and that horse, who also contests this race, is um, in terrific form at the moment. So I think with that run at 2,400 metres, that first run 2,400 metres, under the belt, she's got a lot of upside this match. She's only had the 10 starts. I think she's got um, one on the upward spiral, and I think with that run to the belt, will really take plenty of benefit from it. So she looks really hard to beat. I think the 15 um, on top for me. In for second, I've got the 12 Splendiferous, who uh, gave a good chance in the Rams, Andrew Rams, in last start, and... It was a little bit disappointing. Perhaps up to twenty eight hundred metres might not have stayed that trip, but she's back in distance here. She won the more uh, she won the Port Adelaide Cup over a similar trip at Adelaide, very very convincingly. So back in trip, I think might help her. And a bit of luck from the draw, I think she'll be in this for a long way. In for third, I got the eight star dome I mentioned earlier. Um, you know, five or six starts ago, you probably wouldn't think he'd be up to a race like this, but he's really found some form of late and. And uh, the win over this trip last start obviously has to take him a long way in this, you would, have th- would think. And in for fourth, another Kiwi in the six, swords drawn. But pretty keen on the 15, on top of 12, 8 and 6. From the Premier's Cup to the Lord Mayor's Cup, race 3, Sky Racing Lord Mayor's Cup, 1,800 metres. This one is also a group 3, but it's set weights and penalties. Yeah, tricky little race here. Um, one of the smaller fields on the day, field of 12, but I thought this was one of the more open races. You could really make a case for, I reckon, at least 10 of these. Um, quite, uh, you know, So it would be shocked if sort of most of the field won, but I've got the three on top, Berdebeck. Look, I'm a fan of his. I think he's a very good horse on his day. He's two 1,600-metre runs this prep. I think being the first, the first time run at Hawkesbury, the Hawkesbury Cup was certainly better. And the, then the, the eighth indicates complete excuse. Rob's for a room there. And then just too heavy last start at Scone. Gets a dry surface here. That's a big tick for him. Um, and also the rise to 1,800 metres suits as well. Just think his best run is is better than most of these. Um, and third up, ready to peak on, onto a drying surface. Thought he ticked a lot of boxes. So an each way play for the three, Berdebeck. Two, Hungry Heart, super talented mare. She's been thrown in the deep end for much of her career and and this is the weakest race she's seen in quite some time. Um, she's another who doesn't really like the the wet track, so the the the, uh, the likely dry track or drying track here will certainly suit her. Third up to eighteen hundred meters, she's certainly a winning chance. Five ballistic boy, I thought did enough first up. Um, can bounce back on a on his home track here at Eagle Farm. Got a good record here, and in for fourth, I got the one Colding. Um, Another sort of like what Hungry Heart, the stable mate, been contesting strong weight for age races because of his high handicap. But um, back in grade for this, does have to carry 60 and a half kilos, but um, onto a preferred dry surface key for him. Uh, could, could make a case for a few more, but three, two, five, one are my numbers. First of the real big races is race four, Forex Sires Produce Stakes. 1,400-metre group two at set weights for the two-year-olds, and it is worth a million bucks. So no wonder there are 18 to face the starter. 
plus five emergencies. Yeah, key lead up for the JJ Atkins um, later in the carnival. And look, it's a great betting race. I think you could, a couple in the race I'll be having an each way bet on. 15 is my top pick, though, Robusto. Chris Waller tra- trained Colt. Uh, first up in the Ken Russell, good race there. And look, sort of sat just off the pace and held his uh, ground on the heavy. I think we're going to see a much better horse rising to 1,400 metres and second up. Um, second up run last prep, he thrashed Williamsburg, a subsequent stakes winner. Um, look, tricky draw, Hugh Bowman, right jockey on board to sort of take care of that. So if he finds... With a bit of luck in running, I think Robusto will certainly have plenty to offer late in the piece, up to 1,400 metres. I also have a little bit of a an each-way play on the one, Twin Stars, who have been following this prep. Um, 1,400 metres. Had the right run last start in the size produce in Adelaide, but when challenged late after hitting the front, he really fended them off nicely and, and held that margin onto to the line. It was a strong win. I thought he was strong through, through the line there at 1,400 metres, so... Stays at that trip here, drawn to get a lovely run in transit. So those are the two key chances. I think the 15 and the 1, but the 5 Capital Tower and next thought the run first up. Giving away a bit of a start in the Champagne Classic at Eagle Farm was was good. And in for fourth, Brereton. Uh, was a good form in Melbourne um, in the spring. Came back this time in. Maybe found a 1,000, a little bit sharp. Quickly up in trip here. Yeah. Certainly a winning chance as well, but 15 on top of one, five, and four for me, Barks. First of the group ones at Eagle Farm on Saturday is race five, Forex Doombin Cup. It uh, has changed complexion slightly. There is an extra 100 metres, and it's going to be on a good track rather than a heavy track. Uh, it is, of course, still standard weight for age, and uh, it is worth a million bucks, and Zaki is still heavily favoured to win. Yeah, still my top pick as well. Um, and despite his good record on a, on a dry track, I think it does um, bring the six into the race a little bit more. Uh, Huda, who I was, you know, I've still got to give it a big each-way chance to here. I've got Zaki on top. The win in the Hollandale was um, was good, did all he had to there. Um, he's clearly the one to beat, but the six, I think, is worth an each-way play, more of a, a place hope, I think, a place bet anyway. Um, I thought the... The run in the Hollandale behind Zaki was, was quite good. Missed a start on the back foot early. Um, but a horse will relish 2,000 metres. Up to up to the 2,100 metres here. He's, he's, had, he's had two goes at 2,000 in Sydney last prep, and he won them nicely. So, <clears throat> look, certainly a major player as well. The six, nine, Polly Gray. A wet track, she'd be um, a leading chance, but she can still run well on it. On dry grounds, she's uh, you know, certainly a better wet tracker. There's no doubt about that. But she'll roll forward and, and have a good run, just just sort of on the speed there. And I think can give a sight. And in for fourth, four. I've got the four Yonkers. <clears throat> One, six, nine, and then four. Race six at the farm is Mullins Lawyers Fred Best Classic, fourteen hundred meter Group Three at set weights for three year olds. Ranch hand on top for me. Horse that's long perform, long promised a, uh, a performance he displayed last start. He dropped back to his own age and tackled this track and trip. Um, and it was a really convincing win. Like the turn of foot he showed there. <clears throat> Horse that's been tested in 
much better races than this. The drop in grade clearly helped, and it was a, a really dominant win. Uh, stays at the track and trip. I think off that, it'll be hard to beat. If you can re- replicate that anyway. Flying crazy in next, the five. Um, gets a preferred good track here. Possesses a really big finish on his day. Won the daybreak lover over this track and trip two back. Running over the top of green belt. Pretty promising one. And, and then won at Scone last start at a listed grade. So just a bit of a winning machine. He'll be spotting a start, but it's a very good finish on him. And so be enough speed in the race for uh, those back markers to get their chance. Two Prince of Boom. Uh, roll forward from the good gate and take catching. He's hard to ignore. He's three from three this preparation. Just up to 1,400 metres now. Is that going to find him out late? I think he's a better horse over 1,200, but, you know, he's in form. He's hard to ignore. And in for fourth, Minsk Moment, who's turned the corner the last two couple of starts. Thought he's excellent. Winning two back. Courting's a pretty late. Quick late splits relative to the day. And then, again, excellent chasing home the stable mate range hand. Last start on a non-preferred wet track. Getting onto a drier track here um, will help. But not much between those ones. Four, five, two and six for me. First leg of the quaddy at Eagle Farm on Saturday is race seven. It is the TAB BRC Sprint. 1,300 metre quality group three couple of scratchings as we speak to you on Thursday afternoon, but there are four emergencies, two of whom still yet to get in. What did you like here? Went Buffalo River last week. I'm going to stay with him on top. Um, I think he prefers a wet track, but look, I think he'll still give a side out in front. He um, looks the only leader here. I think he'll be able to cross and, and take up the running. Brave effort first up, run down by an informed one in regards Marie. <laughs> giving that horse four kilos. Drops back to 57 and a half here. Uh, will be the one they have to catch on the turn. <clears throat> Oscar Zulu in next. Should have finished close to last start, but he ran into a bit of trouble in the straight. Nick can certainly hit back over um, a slight rise in trip, which is a bit more suitable than the 1,200 he saw first up. Tycoonus, a stable mate. Um, good last start behind, flying crazy. The wind fresh was very good, running past Malkovich. No mean feat. And a horse that does boast a strong 1,300-metre record. And in for fourth, I have the 12 Blondeau. 6, 13, 11, 12. Second leg of the Quaddy, second of the Group 1s, race 8. Moat and Chandon, Queensland Derby, 2,400 metres. Set weights, four three-year-olds worth a million bucks. Not a great addition of the Queensland Derby. Um, I think there's a couple of handy horses. Well, there's, there's a handful of handy horses in here, but um, it's field with a very long tail. Um, the rough habit form, I think, is the one to follow in this. Dark Destroyer won that race. It was a it was an excellent win, I thought. Um, I was quite keen on him in that race, but I was, you know, admittedly had a little bit of a query over whether he'd run out the twenty one um, the twenty one hundred meters that day. <clears throat> he was stepping up to sixteen hundred meters. I hadn't seen anything beyond sixteen hundred meters, but with a, even uh, after a long scoping run from the 1,200 metres in that rough habit, he still had the um, the audacity to kick clear in the straight and hold off a fast-finishing paternal, um, who also runs here as well. They sort of got away from the rest of the field. Um, off that run, I don't think 2,400 metres will be a problem for Dark Destroyer or paternal. So they're the two ho- main hopes in this, I think, two and um, 12. In for third, I got another Waller runner in, 
Kabosh. Comes out of a benchmark 78, um, sharply up and tripped to 2,200 metres and just ran into a, a pretty tough winner in Bonnie Ezra. Um, I think he's going the right way. Of course, this is a step up in grade, but as I said, not a not an overly strong derby. I think he's um, the sort of the runs this prep and he has run well in group three level before um, in Brisbane late last year. So third pick, the three, and in for fourth, I've got the five, Pinarello, last start group two winner in New Zealand. <clears throat> two on top of 12, three, and then five. The big sprint at Eagle Farm on Saturday is race nine, third leg of the quaddy, TAB Kingsford Smith Cup, 1,300 metres, standard weight for age, and worth 700,000. Cracking race. I'm with the 12 on top on Trivier, who looks – her, her run in the Doom in 10,000 was hard to miss. Um, it was – look, she would have turned at least 10 or 11 lengths off the pace – underwriting and on the testing track, you just weren't sure whether um, she didn't look really a winning hope from there or even to sort of she like she'd fi- figure in the finish, but her run to finish into third, she only just missed Pale- or Marzu and Pulele, who were uh, six or seven lengths ahead of her on, uh, on the turn. It was an enormous run. <clears throat> she has to contend with a poor draw again, um, so she'll get... A long way back in the run here, but that extra 100 metres will certainly be crucial. Um, and I think she'll take some holding out if, you know, she doesn't leave herself with a mountain to climb again. So on Trivia on top for me, the three and next Ellsberg. Um, look, he's a tough little horse, this, this guy. Certainly no superstar, but he's so honest. He's so consistent. He's pretty versatile too. He's, you know, you think mainly being on pace, he's sort of, he's, Recent efforts have been on pace, sort of catch me if you can, sort of, um, I guess, tactics. But in the all-age stakes, just sort of had to settle just off the pace. There's a fair bit of speed in that race. And he ran on and stuck on quite well for third. He beat the rest of the field quite easily um, into third. So it was a really good run, his first, um, sorry, his first go at group one weight for age. He ran well in the Doncaster and leading up the field two back, led them up, finished seventh. It's a pretty good effort. Um, Rockard fit Ellsberg and <clears throat> Dinashirilla sticking on with him. So I think he's a, a sneaky each way chance in this. As is the 11 September run, big finish on her day. Eagle Farm will certainly suit her first go at the track, but it looks a track that will suit her. But very good against the pattern in the Sangstar, running into third there in an on pace dominated race. Uh, of course, a Group One winner two back in Mooney Valley. So she's in she's in the in a good groove at the moment, the 11. And in for fourth, I've got the 13, Pulele. Just missed Marzu last start. Um, and obviously, we'll... Good draw, and we'll get every chance in this. 12, excuse me, 12, 3, 11, and 13. We finish at Eagle Farm on Saturday with race 10, Magic Millions, Helen Coglin Stakes, 1,200 metres for fillies and mares, set weights and penalties at listed level, we have uh, one scratching as of Thursday afternoon, and you'll need four more to get your top tip in, Dan. Yeah, might be pretty, might be unlikely that Let's Be Glam, the 23, gets a start, but um, definitely goes on top if if uh, she's lucky enough to force her way into the field. She was never better than four wide in the, in the bright shadow, but gave a good kick in the straight and... Um, Led to late, only overhauled late by Written Beauty and Tahitian Dancer, both horses um, 
you know, had softer runs in transit and both horses will line up here. <clears throat> I think if she gets a run, she can turn the table. The, the barrier's pretty ordinary again for Let's Be Glam. She drew poorly last start and was caught wide, you know, which, baking on the fact she can get a better run this time, although from a wide draw, um, you know, she'll need plenty of luck. But I thought the run was enormous in that bright shadow. And, you know, with that luck and able to gain a start, that is, I, I think she's a, a red-hot chance, the 23. So on top if here, if not, I've got the three on. Uh, I've got the three written beauty. It's a big win. Second up in that bright shadow, she got a long way back in the field there and it was good to see her return to form. She'd shown plenty early on. Um, you know, she'd run well in some good races without winning, but... Good to see her return to the winner's stall. Last start, clearly a very talented mare on her day. Nine April Rain, the stable mate. Third up, ready to peak. No excuses last start. Um, but look, with that run under a belt and a drier track. Um, ticks a few boxes, I think, the nine. And the 20 Tahitian dancer in for fourth. 23, 3, 9 and 20. That wraps up a massive... And I do mean massive card at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Dan's specials were race two, number 15, his best, Soprano Supreme. And race four, number 15, his value, Robusto. Uh, well, drying out in uh, Brisbane. Um, still pretty wet in Sydney, but no more rain pretty much forecast between now and Saturday, the Thursday. Assessment was heavy 10 at Royal Randwick, Dan, uh, but it should dry out a bit from there. What were, were your specials on that 10 race card? Yeah, I like and we danced the uh, Waller Train Philly in the third race. I thought the return was good. Um, got back a little bit further back than I would have expected in that race, but she got back and ran on well. It was a nice return at 1,300 metres. Take plenty of benefit from that. Um the wet track won't pose a problem for her. And I think she can make it win number two here. Um, few of these good also she comes against, but few of them uh, resuming might need the hit outs. And uh, she with that run under her belt, I think she'll be hard to beat the seven. So race three, seven, the best. The value comes up in a lot in the last, and that is the 14. No laughing matter who um, absolutely rev um, Loves these wet tracks. She's four from seven on, on heavy, as well as a second placing in there. She had an issue post-race at Canterbury last uh, in a, in a most recent start. So she was put away after the one start. So she hasn't had much, done much racing in the last year or so. But she looks to have come back in pretty good order. Gosford trial win was excellent. She sat second just behind Lock Eagle. Pretty handy one from the Chris Lee's stable. And when given a bit of a, a rev up at the top of the straight, she went right past that horse and, and raced away for a pretty soft Gosford trial win. Um, 53 kilos here with a good jockey on board and Brock Ryan. He ticks a lot of boxes and 16 to 1. Um, well over the odds, I would have thought. So race 10, number 14, the value, no laughing matter at Randwick, Barks. Rightio, Caulfield, the venue for Melbourne Racing on Saturday. And uh, should be around about a uh, good four soft five. We uh, continue to plough through the winter heats, heading towards grand final day in early July. What did you like at the Heath? Uh, my best at Caulfield comes up in... Where are we? The first. Up, 
Yeah, oh, sorry, I'm on my own. Bridge Caulfield uh, comes up in race number three. Um, hold on, are we. No, race one, number three. We're at Caulfield. Race one, number three, Starry Legend. Yeah, no, I've got to miss that. Race one, three, Starry Legend, my best. Um, thought the the win at Sandown Hillside, two back, was very good. A thousand metres, just too speedy for him. A very speedy gelding. Uh, and I just, up to 1,100 metres at Caulfield last start, um, just wasn't sort of his go. I think a thousand metres are certainly. Uh, his best distance. So dropping back um, in distance now, I think his key barrier four, John McNeil, informed jockey on board and 53 kilos as well. I think it'll be really hard to, hard to catch in that small field. Um, the map suggests he'll lead this pretty easily and hopefully we can get off to a flyer. Race one, number three, the best in as the value comes up in race number six. Horse have always had a bit of time for Latino blend. Listeners will probably know. I've made her a best value a couple of times in Sydney. And look, she's run well more often than not, but um, she can give herself a bit to do at times and she can finish off strongly into fourth or fifth and uh, not get the result we want as punters. But look, I think she's quite a handy filly and maybe the the, the trip to Melbourne and the, um, the different way of going might prove crucial. She's had one start in Melbourne, ran really well in a group three at Mooney Valley. Um, got an awkward position sort of on the turn, the tight turning track I don't think she loved, but really finished off nicely when saw, when seeing clear air. Two runs in Sydney, I think have been sneaky. Good runs from a long way back. Um, good draw here. Hopes to, hopefully she just doesn't get too far back in the big field, but um, from a good draw, Damien Oliver can be a little bit more positive on her this time around and if he gets her chance, I think Latino Blend uh, can run a big race. It will be a last chance for me, but I've given her a couple already, but I think finds a nice race here in Melbourne. Race six, Caulfield, number 15, Latino Blend, my value. Right, well, I certainly endorse uh, Starry Legend. Uh, my best, though, was race seven, number two, Grand Slam, just coming back to 2,000 metres from the 2350 of the Warner Bull Cup, and more importantly, coming off that heavy track. Back onto a good track. Linda Meach replaces Jamie Carr. Nothing lost there. Uh, perfect rider for a front runner. Good rider all around, but uh, perfect rider for a front runner like Grand Slam thought he could get back on the winning list. And my value bet race five, number 15, Darylina Bell. Another one crucially getting from a heavy track onto uh, a much firmer one. The very astute Matthew Smith from Warwick Farm bringing her down. She's had a trial since uh, the first up run in early uh, April and certainly showed a lot in that uh, campaign, that first campaign last year. So that's race five, number 15, Darylina Bell. Um, in South Australia, Dan, we uh, head across for yet another. Well, more Caulfield was nine, but this one. Uh, in fact, four of the five mainland cities have got 10 race cards on Saturday, and one of them is at Murray Bridge. What did you find for us there? Yeah, quite like the seven in the third race. Starts with hello. Uh, Nikoni Gelding, eye-catching run on debut at this track over 1,000 metres and um, ended up quite a long way back in the big field there, but after missing the start quite considerably, but she, he's really hit the line hard into second behind a handy one gloved who has since run well at uh, Metro level. 
1,200 metres looks ideal. Jumps with them. Um, she'll settle in a good spot from barrier three. And I think with luck at the right time, gets away with this start. So the low will be quite hard to beat. Race three, seven. The value comes up in race five um, with the Paul Pruska trained Arrowtown girl, uh, a mare who's three runs back from a spell. She's been improving with each run this prep as, as she stepped up in trip. Then um, it's 2,500 metres now. It looks, looks ideal. Just missed the winner, Water Into Wine, last start at Geelong. Pretty handy horse from the McAvoy, McAvoy camp. Um, but 2,500 metres looks ideal for this lightly race mare of Tavistock. 54 kilos on her back with a um, dealing with a very good draw, barrier three. Um, I think over the odds at six to one. She'll be closer to favourite, I would have thought, in that field. So happy to have an each-way play on race five, seven, Arrowtown Girl. Bucks? That other 10-race card that I mentioned is at Belmont, and there is a black-type race. It is race nine, the Furphy Belmont Sprint, 1,400-metre group three at Wait for Age. Our man in Perth, Greg Hooper, very keen on Red Can Man, who uh, has had two starts for two seconds this time in, in the Northern Stakes and the Roma Cup, both at group three level. This is the progression but the horse that uh, beat him in both of those, Elite Street, is not present in the Belmont Sprint. So he's pretty keen on race nine, number five, Red Can Man, uh, which is also his best for the day, to beat 14, Captain Chaos, two, Valor Road, and 16, Amasinus. And Hoops's value bet on that big card at Belmont is race seven, number six, Phenomenal Anomaly, which uh, will be a bit of a test for the race caller, I would imagine. Um, wraps up our the New Zealand previews I should say we'll be back next week but that wraps up the preview of a massive Saturday of racing across Australia for now and brings us to our best $20 bet for the weekend Lazy Lobsters Well, front page was a bit of a disappointment for me. Cool, pretty close for you. I will let you have the honour of teeing off this time. Um, I'm going to go a little bit rougher this weekend. Um, Rainwick in the last. I hope we can get through 10 races there. I think no laughing matters. Well over the odds. I'm going to go 10 each way on that. Race 10, number 14 at Rainwick Barks. All righty. Well, I will just uh, pick up the ones and twos with a uh, a very uh, easy little nurdle uh, down to uh, backward square, and that will be <laughs> one you like. Race one, number three at uh, Crawfield on Saturday. Starry Legend. That wraps up the preview podcast for this week, and uh, we'll be welcoming Joel back next week. But in the meantime, back plenty of winners. We'll talk to you next week on the Pretty Podcast.